We are back. We are back from Tokyo. Cheryl Reed brought a gold medal. I brought uh, a really chintzy little uh, uh, Olympic gift for my wife uh, because she didn't want me to spend much money. So I didn't. Uh, now I'm in trouble. That's how it works. <laughs> so Cheryl brought home they a gold medal. Well, actually, I say you brought home a gold medal. I guess coaches don't technically get gold medals. So you're a, you're a gold medalist, but you, did you get anything of uh, of substance you can bring home? Uh, so, so we do get gold medals. Oh, uh, okay. Coaches. I was told you didn't. Um, well, we don't at the, <laughs> at the actual time that it ah, occurs. Uh, we get it. it after the fact. Yeah. USAB, um, is supportive of its coaching staff in that way. Uh, so we do get a gold medal, which is nice. Now, had we been a silver or bronze, I'm not sure if we get medals, but, but when it's a gold medal, uh, we all get to, we all get to share in that. Well, that's great. Have you and uh, Sil and uh, and Fee compared your medals? Have you have you had any conversations about it since you got back? <laughs> uh, we haven't. I I know that uh, you know they have them in their possession. Um, you know, just being able to to bring it home to to or bring it home back to market to to show their teammates. Uh, although it's a little bit you know a little bit touchy because we have two Canadians. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know who don't necessarily enjoy that part. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I think, you know, uh, players and teammates are really proud of them, uh, as they should be. And they're really proud of their medals and fee. It's her first time. And, uh, so yeah, we're, there's a fair amount of hoopla, you know, this, this weekend we'll, we'll do a, a presser, uh, with, with those guys and, you know, a photo shoot and all that. So it's a pretty exciting time for them. Yeah. Yeah. It was great stuff. Uh, all right. We're going to do a little bit of Olympic talk, but we're really going to spin this forward. We have this, the WNBA season resuming. The Lynx are the hottest team in the WNBA. They are up uh, three games out of first place at this point, technically in fourth place, but it's it's a, it's a heck of a race. Uh, and as we saw at the Olympics, there's just so much talent in this league. It's going to be a, a blast to watch this play out. This is the Cheryl Reeve Show, part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. Best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It is free. It is easy. You can always go to TalkNorth.com to see all of our shows, our full lineup. Uh, and thank you to our sponsors, Rudy Luther Toyota, Cara Quinn, your realtor, all energy solar and successful marketing group. So, you know, what, what's going through your mind right now as you're getting ready to reset and restart the season? Um, you know, the, the details with the team who has been off, uh, for, you know, quite a while and, and, you know, uh, two key players actually, you know, go, go beyond that. You know, we'll talk about the Canadians as well, you know, Natalie and Bridget as well. Um, you know, such, such important pieces to the team being gone and, and being on a different team means that, um, the things that they were running and doing are different than what we would do here. So that, you know, when you come back, you try to quickly get reacclimated, uh, into the link space and, and what we do, why we do it. Uh, so that's on my mind and, um, just reviews, you know, cause believe it or not, you know, they, they forget some things. Um, I, I think that, uh, Katie Planette and Rebecca did a hell of a job for us. Uh, during the hiatus, uh, working with the players that, that were not uh, over in Tokyo. Uh, and so kind of, you know, you always, the, the, whole, the big thing is always blending it back together. The ones that have been working and, and, you know, thinking links and then the ones that have not, you know, coming back to it, that's always a big challenge. And, you know, uh, being in game shape, uh, I think it would be a concern uh, for, you know, for pretty much all the teams. Um, you know, Seattle had the good fortune of heavy minutes with Sue and, Stewart and, and Lloyd, um, uh, you know, they're key players for the Seattle storm. Well, they're in game shape, you know, they're, they're, they're ready to go. Um, you know, if Sill and fee didn't necessarily have, uh, as much time on the court. So, you know, you worry about their conditioning cause then they're going to go back to 
playing heavy minutes for us. So those are the types of things on our mind. Just want to be sharp because uh, you don't have much time, you know, uh, when, when you get to the other side of the hiatus here, you know, it's time to go. Everybody knows that. So sense of urgency is going to be really high. You know, people are jockeying for position and, and you know, to make the playoffs or, you know, the, the coveted, you know, top seeds. And those are, you know, everything is within, within, is in with re, within reach for, for all the teams uh, in terms of, you know, if you're, you know, before the break didn't have as much success, you still have a chance uh, to be in the playoffs. So people are hunting that. And then teams like ours, you know, we still have a chance uh, to, to be one of the top seeds. And that's what we're after. Sill and Fee, throughout the tournament, but especially after the gold medal game, I asked them, I said, you know, what was this like for you? And they both, you know, of course, they were both very diplomatic and they were thrilled to win the gold medal and be a part of the entire experience. But they both kind of said things like, you know, well, you know, we understood what the this was and that you have to put your egos aside. Do you think it was tough for either of them to have to play a, a lesser role? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the harder one is probably Sill. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's one of the greatest yeah, players of all time. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, each of, you know, the last um, national team experiences at the Olympics, you know, looked a little different. Um, but, the, you know, the, the front line in this league is loaded. And, um, you know, it was just it was just, you know, the, the identity of the team, you know, was sort of in flux. And so, you know, with regard to fee, I just told her, I said, look, ask, you know, ask some of these great players, you know, ask Diana Trossi about her first Olympics, ask Dawn Staley about getting cut. Uh, from the national team or not making the team uh, or, and then being on the team and then not playing. So, you know, not playing as a rookie is, you know, a lot more explainable um, to, to fee. Like it's not your time right now. You know, you're on the team that that's a massive accomplishment. We left off a lot of really good players in the league because not everybody can make it. You only get 12 Uh, fee earned that spot. And, you know, you, you have to, you know, it's just, you know, part of the process as they say. And, you know, I think for, you know, for Syl, you know, you go from her first Olympics, you know, where she's the leading scorer in 2008, leading rebounder, um, you know, and then now, you know, fast forward to her fourth Olympics, which is really, really special. There's only, you know, been seven players to ever do what she did. Um, you know, I think she probably wanted a larger role in it. And I, I certainly understand that. Of course. Yeah. And uh, as you enter the quote unquote second half of the season here, I mean, again, your team's playing really well. And you've already fixed some of the things that plagued you early in the season, whether the personnel or emphasis or whatever else. Is there something you would like to see your team improve even more going forward here? Is there like one area of emphasis you're you're hitting on? I just like how well we were playing. I like the that we we honed in on our identity. So no, I'd like to, you know, just kind of hang on and bottle. We're playing well. We're one of the best teams in yeah. the league. Um, and so I like what we're doing. And and so just making sure that we can continue that. And you know, obviously, I'd like to see our team you know, return to full health before this is over. And that means, you know, we do have Natalie back. We, we still have to get powers back. Uh, so that's what I'd like for the, the team to get whole and, and somehow, you know, get everybody incorporated before the before season's end. And, you know, you've kind of gotten used to not, 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 it's not a good thing, but you have gotten used to playing without powers and Leja has really taken the lead. Do, does powers come back as a ball handler or more of an off guard or do you have a plan? Yeah, I think, what would be ideal is for her to be on the perimeter. You know, that's her natural position. You know, as we look back at the beginning of the season um, and, and things we were doing, you know, that she was very willing to do, you know, we kind of had her in a lead uh, lead guard role and um, then, you know, that wasn't, those weren't her best moments and it's not because she's not capable. Uh, I, I think just the whole thing being new and, you know, a new team, you know, I don't know that she was physically ready 
you know, to compete, you know, for, you know, logging, logging the types of minutes she was going to log. And, uh, so we get, you know, we'll, we'll get a different version of, of Ariel, I think, um, you know, as we get her to her natural position, you know, coming off the bench and, and giving us, you know, I think what will end up being a really good second team, um, you know, we'll, she'll give us scoring, she gives us defense, she rebounds. Um, so, but, but her role will, you know, her primary role should be off ball. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Natalie when we come back here. We do want to thank Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. And again, we've been running ads for Cara Quinn for a long time. Now that I'm working with her as a realtor, I just have to say that uh, I've had realtors who weren't very good before. I've had realtors who were good but who were highly annoying. I had had one realtor who really I thought they thought they were my boss and they could just order me (laughs) out of my house every five minutes. And I I fired them. And I'm not the kind of person who fires people. And and dealing with Cara, listen, and uh, to be blunt, she's not – it's not like I'm selling a mansion. I'm not selling a house that's going to make her, you know, rich. I'm selling a little – a little commuter house and she is giving us incredible amount of attention. She's made it easy. It's always pleasant. It's always on our schedule. I just got to say it really, I can, with a heartfelt endorsement, if you need a realtor, go to caraquinrealtor.com. You can also find her at vibemn.com, vibe realty. Uh, just, she'll just make life easier for you. And that's, that's why you should be working with somebody like her. Uh, also want to tell you about one of our newer sponsors, all energy solar It's time to stop renting your energy from the utility company. Make the switch to solar power with All Energy Solar. When you pay your utility bill, there's nothing to show for it. It's never paid off. With solar energy, you could save 50 to 100% on utility expenses. And with federal and local incentives available, now's the time to go green with All Energy Solar. Get a free, no-obligation virtual consultation today at allenergysolar.com. Also, as always, thank you to Successful Marketing Group. Uh, That's Lori Ramsey's operation, SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com. So you you know you just didn't get a lot of time with Natalie in the in the first half of the season. What are you expecting from her now? Yeah, I, I was happy to see uh, that we were able to successfully get Natalie's return uh, in time for for Natalie to compete for Canada in the Olympics. Um, you know, same thing. She she logged uh, heavy minutes and was a big part of what they were doing. And and so then bringing that momentum uh, back, you know, to the links as as we get started again. So we expect a healthy Natalie and, and, you know, obviously getting her on the court and, you know, finding her role. That's another big piece to this, you know, getting, you know, getting some good time behind Syl, I think will be pretty important for us. And now that you have had success, um, you know, and you talked about finding your identity, how can, you know, how can you put that into words? What is your identity right now with this team? Well, I think if you look at the beginning of the season and our struggles, so some of it was not having one of our better players, one of the best players in the league, uh, Nafisa Collier. Um, when we talk about having productive players, uh, Nafisa is one of the most productive players in the league. I, I think we still have another step to go to get to Fee's level of productivity we're used to. Um, but, but I think in terms of the identity, if you look at our early games, 
Uh, I've said this. I, I thought that things were a little too equal opportunity, and that's not really where you find success. You find success, um, you know, in really honing in on who takes what shot, when, why. Everybody knows it, and and so we started kind of honing in on, uh, you know, being in the paint. Now that that's our strength. Uh, everybody knows that we're one of the top scoring teams in the paint uh, and we get there in different ways. And, you know, obviously everybody knows about Syl and her production in there, uh, but that's not the only way we get to the paint. And, and, you know, obviously fees a, a big part of that. So we got far more efficient when we started playing through the paint. And then the same thing happens uh, at the other end when you keep people out of the paint, you know, your defense tends to get better. And so we started doing that with a little more success and, you know, everybody knows, you know, we talk a lot about defense and rebounding, making sure that we're finishing plays. Uh, but those, those are, and we, we've gotten to the foul line uh, a decent amount. So, so I think, you know, that, that just all leads to, you know, shooting efficiency, which, which we really value, uh, whether it's effective field goal percentage or true shooting percentage, which factors in free throw shooting. Um, you know, you look at it, look at all the analytics that, that matter in terms of winning games. You know, we're one of the, you know, if, if we're not the top, we're, we're at least in the top four, the upper part. Uh, of the league and some things that really matter to us. So let me set the stage for you because I ended up asking a question that probably caused you a, a few headaches or having to deal with some some <laughs> questions you weren't ready to ask yet. So so Don Staley is up there uh, having the Team USA gold medal press conference. Uh, Sue Bird sits there and says, hey, I'm done. I'm just going to announce that I'm done. Tarasi's trying to play games. Oh, maybe I'll be in Paris. But it, we could all kind of tell she was joking, we think. Uh, and then Don Staley kind of out of nowhere says, well, I wasn't going to say this, but, you know, Sir, Sue's going to quits and I've done enough. I'm done. She said, I'm done. I'm done with Team USA. It's been great. But And she she kind of said it like, I, I think I've done enough here, you know. And so, of yeah. course, and so she, you know, and I didn't want to ask just a Minnesota-based question in a press conference setting. And they, I don't know that I could have gotten a mic in front of the 85 other people anyway. So, you know, it was mm-hmm. Don walked off the podium i walked over and said donna hey i'm from minnesota congratulations just wanted to ask you know would would you recommend cheryl as to be your successor and and she gave the quote that i, I printed she said basically yes uh, she could command respect of these players she's been a big part of team usa etc cetera, etc cetera. now of course i'm sure you know coming from where you're coming from you didn't want to have to answer questions about that at this point but now that you have answered questions about it is there anything more you'd like to say about it or am i just being a pain in your butt <laughs> Um, well, I guess I, I, you know, my, my first thought, especially when I, you know, it was kind of brought to me, like this was being said, um, the context in which it was said that you just clarified, uh, it wasn't a case that Dawn said, I'm done. And Oh, by the way, I think Cheryl Reeve should be the coach. I think maybe some people thought that's how it went down. Uh, it went down as you described, you know, kind of a, and I, and I say, my initial thing is, well, what was Dawn supposed to say to you? <laughs> was yeah. she going to say, no, I think Cheryl sucks. And I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, so there's that, but, um, you know, I, I think that first things first, I think that Dawn, it's too soon, um, in that situation to, um, to, to say, uh, that Dawn, um, doesn't want to continue. And I, I express that to Dawn. Um, you know, I think that you have to digest the whole thing. I, I think where it comes from is, um, and I've shared this with people that, you know, being, being the, the leader of, of, uh, you know, the national team and the expectations that go with that comes with great, um, uh, you know, stress, uh, 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 sacrifice, you know, things that have to go into it. And at the end of it, unfortunately, it's not jubilation, uh, when you win, like it is for other countries, you know, we went through that a little bit with the with the links, and you know, every year the expectation is a championship, which we wanted. We expected it of ourselves, 
And so if you don't reach it, you, you know, feel like it was a failure. Um, well, the national team is even that and then some, you know, because you, you, you're getting a collection of players that are best in the world. So the expectation is that you're going to win and not just win. We went through things with this team that we didn't win by enough, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I remember, you know, in Rio, people being disappointed. Well, the games aren't any good. You just blow everybody out. It's bad for the game. Right. But now it's too close. <laughs> so you're not winning by enough. So, and I, I know that no matter what you do, um, it's not, you know, we went through this with the links as well. Even if we win a championship, there's going to be people that are upset with how you did it. You didn't play certain people enough or you didn't, but that's just, you know, just have to let that stuff roll off your back. Um, but ultimately when France, uh, meddled, when Japan, you know, made it to the gold medal game, the jubilation that the, the, the players and coaches and, and, and the entire federation gets to experience, it's very different than with the U.S. than the, the USA. Uh, in the USA, it's relief. And, and so I think that kind of goes into, you know, whether, you know, someone like Dawn wants to, <laughs> wants to go through that again. Uh, and so I, so I understand it. Uh, but I, but I also think that, um, you know, that was a first experience and, you know, with, with doing it once you do it again, everybody gets used to, okay, we're honed in on our identity because we didn't have much of an identity. Um, you know, we went through national team program leading into that. That didn't have much consistency. Don, uh, didn't coach the team at the college tour, you know? So there was a lot of reasons why, but, you know, I think that, um, kind of went into some of the struggles early. Um, you know, right out of the gates we're we're playing, you know, we're playing games. We lost a couple games that rocked a lot of people, you know, but I certainly, you know, if you take a step back, you can see, uh, why things happened the way they did. It was probably good for us. doesn't feel very good. You know, nobody wants to lose because, you know, all these, you know, consecutive wins are on the line sort of thing, but you have to, you have to block all those things out and focus on this unique journey. And, and so, you know, I would want the players to, you know, not feel that pressure, but it's hard. It's really, really hard. And you have to work hard to, you know, like I said, kind of put up your shields and block all that out and enjoy. Um, and that, that's what I would want uh, for the next person that, that has a chance to, uh, to run the national team. Yeah. Uh, that all makes great sense. I thought it was really cool that that last game, uh, Sue birds playing there and there aren't supposed to be fans there. Rapino gets a media pass and sits, sits and watches the game. I thought that was, that was such a cool little moment. Yeah. NBC, I guess asked her to do some work there. So that was, um, you know, that was in the works, you know, months before uh, the actual, you know, timing. So I know, you know, uh, like you said, fans weren't there. Uh, so Rapino was there in an official capacity with the media and just so happens to be connected to one of the players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are you, are you going to miss being in the same locker room as Tarasi? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's so fascinating. I try to tell people it's really, really hard. And I know D feels exactly the same way. You know, we love to hate each other. <laughs> we yep. really do. Uh, but you put it aside. Um, so I wouldn't say, you know, like we made the most of the journey together type of thing. And then, yeah, when we walk out the door where it's back on, <laughs> uh, so, so I wouldn't go so far as to say, I won't miss now. Cause I, I mean, certainly you miss, uh, you know, the, the times that you, that you, that you got a chance to experience, especially when it culminated in gold medal and history making and all that. But yes, yeah, as, as we stepped out the door and, you know, got the hug goodbye, you know, it's, it's back on. Uh, she, I mean, I know she can drive people crazy, but I, she, 
just a classic. I mean, she's just so, so funny, so blunt. Uh, I just, I loved, I loved covering her as a team USA person, but she, she was never boring, you know, and we're yeah. in the not, and for people in my business, we're in the not boring business. <laughs> uh, she's, I mean, she, she's, she's what our league needs and yeah. you know, I hope she continues to play, um, you know, whether it's her, her voice, her, you know, her personality, the way that she, her competitive fire, you know, that, you know, and they also need villains. And I think, I think yeah. Dean makes a really good villain. And, and so I think, uh, uh, it's really valuable for the league. So you have fans back in the stands now, huh? Yeah. That's going to be an adjustment for us. Uh, you know, when we play on Sunday, you know, we were over at the target center today with the, you know, with everything set, you know, with the floor seats there. And, and so it just, it feels immediately different. And, you know, I think we're going to, it's going to take us a little bit, you know, to have fans. It's been, you know, two, almost two years you know, two seasons that we haven't had it, you know, to this level. Yeah, we had fans before, but you had the tarps and the distance. So having everyone up close, it's going to be exciting. Uh, but I think as much as it was a, a, an adjustment to have no fans in the bubble, uh, you know, kind of, you know, getting back acclimated with, with having people right there. Uh, I think it'll be a good adjustment to have to go through. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to that myself and basketball just so, I mean, Basketball is unique. The fans are right there two feet from you. I mean, coaches yeah. walk in front of fans when they're arguing with the refs. It's just, that doesn't happen in other sports. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, and it, it's what makes it exciting. Yeah. You know, it's like I said, the fans can can just so closely connect to to the experience. One and, more topic uh, today. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean I, I no, didn't you're, mean no, to No, I was just going to say, I know, Lynx, I know Lynx fans have really missed that. Uh, that that's you know largely what I've heard. So I think our the energy in the building, I think, is is going to be pretty high. One more topic for me today, and then if there's anything you'd like to bring up, uh, please do. Uh, it did seem like uh, there was general, genuine affection between the uh, men's and women's teams in Tokyo, you know, showing up at each other's games and playing and hanging out together between games and all that. What was that like? Yeah, exactly. It's just as you described. And, you know, we went through the, you know, the whole journey together where we were, they were uh, eating, you know, on the same, you know, the, the meal situation. You know, they had a different room that they would eat in, but, you know, we crossed paths frequently. And uh, and then there was a player's lounge, a player's only lounge. And so I know uh, there was a lot of interaction there as well. So uh, it's what you'd hope it, it would be. And, you know, like you said, our players going to their games and their players going to our games and they're really rooting each other on. And, and, and they were, um, we were investing in each other and coaching staffs the same way. You know, we, you know, you fly on a, a charter flight together and, you know, the coaches are all, you know, in the same cabin and we're, you know, I, I loved it. I mean, I loved, you know, hey, Pop, tell me what was the hardest thing for you to guard in this tournament? Who, who ran it? You know, what is it? Uh, just, just sitting there exchanging ideas and talking about you know, the experiences and I know the players did the same thing and, and talked about players, uh, you know, player like things that, that, that they're interested in. And uh, so that was genuine. That was that was a really fun experience. And of course, Sue Bird's always such a blast to talk to. I mean, you know, Tarasi's plays the villain. Sue Bird is just kind of the ultimate ambassador in a lot of ways. I was really impressed too on the men's side with Drew. I don't know if you got to know him at all. Drew Holiday. Yeah. Uh, what a classy guy, uh, you know, completely invested in good works, uh, humble, uh, willing to fly over from the NBA finals and take on a major role. I'm just so impressed with him. He's so important. He was so important to the national team success on the men's side. So important. He, uh, he gave them so much and, and yeah, so, and, and he was all the things that you said and, um, you know, he's, he's an easy one to root for. That's for sure. Yep. Anything on, uh, on your mind right now, anything you want to add to the show today, Cheryl? 
the New York Liberty is on my mind. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're going to try to figure out how we can guard them. You know, they, they, they spread you out and they shoot 33s a game. And, and uh, you know, yeah, we want to we want to we want to finish this half strong. And it, it's, it's all going to be about how we can start. We've we got to make sure we've got, you know, a New York Liberty game at home. And then we have, you know, Connecticut twice on the road, Chicago on the road. Uh, you know, we play Seattle right after that. So this is yeah, it's just, this is going to be a fun stretch for us. So that's what's on my mind. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, Liberty at Links. We're doing the show on Friday afternoon. Liberty at Links is Sunday after August fifteenth at six p.m. It's a good time. You can go catch a game. The games go fast. You can be back home and plenty of time for bed and school and everything else. And then again, the Links at Connecticut for for two Tuesday and Thursday. And then we'll catch up with Cheryl again and let you know what's going to happen on the next home stand. Uh, Cheryl, congratulations again and thanks for the time. Thank you.